0: Ready to get started? I'm so ready. Okay. (laughs) Welcome to Creative Hood. I'm your host, Melanie, and today we have a very special guest.
1: I'm so, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: need to first describe alexa she's like a pixie fairy with all the energy in the world that just brings happiness and efficiency to everything around her oh
1: thank you thank you you make it easy to bring the bring the light and the joy i love being around you (laughs) so alexa what do you do So, I'm actually, right now, nothing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) She's Um, in a transition phase right now. Yes, yes. So, I'm in between jobs for a whole three days. I've had three days of freedom. (laughs) Um, I just wrapped up three full years with the NBA, the National Basketball Association, where um, at first I was what you call a project employee, so it was kind of a... 10-month trial is what I, I called it. It was to prove that I could be in the industry and I can do it and then I became a full hire at the NBA and was working on their international digital products as a project manager. So basically babysitting a lot of people, but in the best way. Um, and so you have so a million projects going on and you are the person who's on top of all of it, which is exciting and scary and challenging, but in the best, best, best ways and um again I'm in this 3 day grace period because I will be starting a new job on Monday it is now Friday the job starts on Monday <laughs> um and uh, I will be taking all the skills that I had Uh, grown into at the NBA and I'm moving over to the MLB. (laughs) From sport to sport. From sport to sport. I didn't mean for it to happen that way, but I'm so happy that it happened that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up with baseball, so it was kind of a little bit out of my element in basketball. Mm -hmm. Uh, But same thing, I will be... um, taking all my project management skills, but now doing it in a field that I absolutely love. So taking a step back from digital media and taking a step into the social responsibility, corporate philanthropy space, where I will be with their Youth Development Foundation. Very cool.
0: So let's take a step back and Mm -hmm. what does a project manager do? Who Mm. are you working with? What is your day to day look like?
1: Yes, so I made the joke about your babysitting a lot of people. And and that's not in a bad way. So what that means, what project management looks like is, and I'll talk about it from the digital space. So you have an app on your phone and every month you're going to have an app update. Something new and great or annoying is going to happen to your app. We all saw the downfall with Snapchat and how everybody's like, what did they do? And so um, that was their monthly update. And so as the NBA, as an international digital product, we updated our app every month. And as a project manager, you are managing the what could be up to 200 new items in that update. And so you're on track of what those projects are, how they align with the company's goals with your team goals what are the fans asking for is there a functionality in our app that's missing and are they speaking loud enough that i'm going to pick it up and i'm going to be their voice because they can't come to our monthly meetings and say hey can you add this to the stats box and it's like so you are the voice for the fans which is really cool but what i'm talking about the whole babysitting aspect is i don't have control when those projects get done i'm controlling that they make sure that they hit their deadline so i'm constantly you're following up for updates you're making sure that the developers have what they need to build out this cool new feature. you're making sure the product owner who wants this new feature out making sure that he or she has all the criteria in and on time and that everything's getting tested once it's built out um testing period is very very huge so making sure that everything's moving along and if there's issues then again you step in as a project manager saying hey this might impact our deadline of let's say september 1st we need to everything to go out on september 1st and now you're seeing issues with testing you're not going to make that september 1st deadline and then you need to you're the voice for your team to like really high people like vps and um very people who are running your your team and even higher up the entire department and so they need to understand well why did this not go out on this date and you're that voice because you had that three thousand foot view of everything that was going on and you can say well this happened during testing or we don't want our fans to see it that way we don't want our users impacted so therefore we made the call to delay the release um so yeah just making sure that everything is really on track That's great.
0: And what are the types of people that you are working with?
1: So the types of people I'm working with, I had mentioned product owners. So what that means is there will be somebody on my direct team, so on the international digital products team, who will lead – They'll lead a certain part of the app. So say that they want, they're doing, we have, at the NBA, there was League Pass. And so you purchase League Pass as a fan to watch the games. So there will be a product owner of League Pass. So this person's going to make the calls of, packages are going to be priced at x amount we're going to offer it to all these different regions we are going to offer these features in this package but not in this package so that's what you call a product owner so i'm now working alongside and almost managing to an extent these product owners to make sure again that their vision for their product gets in and on time and in where it makes sense
0: Mm -hmm. Very cool. And so project managing is one of those jobs that you don't really know about in school. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what you studied, but working on the creative side of things, you love your project manager because they're the ones that are like, okay, here's your deadline and this is what your priorities are. And as a creative, you don't always know what the priority Mm -hmm. is. And so having that person to be like, this is what's happening, Yeah, is very helpful. So what did you study in school and how did you get
1: here? Yeah, I love that you brought that up because I had no idea project management existed. And for someone who's very type A and a little bit OCD in the best ways, it just fulfills all of that. And it keeps me, you know, I can take what's kind of quirky but put it into a really great passion and rock it. So I studied communication in college, which is... A plethora. You can do a million things with communication. So mm-hmm. if you, I love telling this to um, anybody that I'm mentoring, and if you have no idea what you want to do, communication is such a great option because you can go in so many different directions with it. Mm-hmm. And you're building yourself such a really great foundation to be successful because you're going to learn crisis management and a way to sounds silly, but to properly communicate to certain individuals, certain parties. Um, And I also paired that with a minor in hospitality, which, whew, you put those two things together and you can just, honestly, any, any area of work, those two things will extremely prepare you for anything so hospitality and the aspect of I could go into hotel management I could work for airlines I could work in a a town hall and and be able to you know navigate and plan things within a community Um, those two things again hand in hand are amazing and I loved it because I would have people in my class who were focused on marketing and I I never thought I would be good at marketing but then you kind of see it filter into your day to day even if you again my passion I went into communication because I wanted to be a sideline reporter so I was more into definitely the media space of communication whereas again you would have my colleagues who would be more the marketing side or any type of you know corporate planning and uh, so to see the two worlds collide was really cool very cool
0: what kind of qualities would someone who wants to be a project manager what can they be working on Mm. to be a better project manager
1: Organization, priorities, being able to manage timelines. So, I think the best gift that I had in high school and college was being a student athlete. Because when you're a student athlete, or if you have internships, or you have a club that you're running, whatever your extracurricular, if you will, whatever that is you have to balance that with your schoolwork. So for me as a student athlete, I had my time on the track, my time in the weight room, my time in the cafeteria, my time in the classroom, my time in study hall. And how are you going to plan all these things in one day? And all of a sudden now I'm an organizational time management expert because I had to be. And I really do believe you can find that in anything. Um, and so it wasn't enough for me to just be a student and just be an athlete. I needed to have internships. I needed to babysit all the time. I needed to lead a fitness class. I, was, I had my hands in probably a little bit too much. But in the long run, I saw myself shaping into this individual who, again, could manage her timelines, who could manage projects without even realizing it. I was basically a project manager for myself. Um, But then also you learn to set priorities. So I knew one night, okay do I have time to go to a show on campus or do I need to stay back and write my paper? Okay, well, if I get ahead of my paper on Wednesday and Thursday, I'm going to have time to do the show on Friday and then be back in the library on Saturday. So you're constantly juggling all of this so you can have that balanced life. Um, And again, you don't need to be a student athlete to possess this. You, again, anything that you find yourself in on a day-to-day, you kind of take that step back and say, okay, let me prioritize. And then, with that, you naturally start organizing and managing, um, which is really cool. And, and and I don't think I realized that until I was out of college. I was like, wait, I've been setting goals, I've been managing, I've been making the making those calls as to is this now, is this for now, or is this for later? And then automatically, it translated into my job, which was the coolest to see. Mm-hmm.
0: And a perfect example of this, I heard you say this one time of. You babysit a lot of friends, and when you have available days, you send out a schedule of the days you're available, and then they can get back to you on when they want you to babysit. I was like, I've never heard anyone do that and have like a whole babysitting system. I was like, Oh, yep, that's who she is. That's just who Alexa
1: is. It's so true. You know, I never want them to miss an opportunity. So,
0: (laughs) it's amazing. Um, So, now that you've been in it for a while, what is something you learned or didn't expect? when you first started?
1: Mm. I didn't expect to love it so much. (laughs) Um, Digital media was never my thing, and so it was very interesting to be thrown into a space of, here's all these devices you know nothing about, and run with it. It was really funny in my interview. I was asked the difference between iOS and Android, so okay I've never used an Android phone so I was like uh iOS is uh it's definitely more more round I was thinking of like the icons on the phone it's just more rounded and Android's a little bit more boxy like what where did that answer come from and my the inter- person interviewing me was like uh, yeah so um you know Apple and, and Google and I was like yep that's the difference that is the difference and so here I am trying to like completely be out of the box with my answer when really he was just looking for apple versus, versus
0: google um that <laughs> so, sounds like me and uh like first grade when they're like what's the difference between seven and eight or eight and seven uh-huh. and i'd be like well eight's got like two circles in it and was... seven is very angular <laughs> yes when the answer is one one
1: <laughs> that's it you know that's our creative mind it's yeah. just like <laughs> really expanding oh my gosh i i needed to win him over i was like how am i gonna get this job in digital media and i just was taking it to a way other level yeah um but once you're in it you realize and again it did turn out that digital wasn't for me but what I ended up loving was that I was serving the fan and that I was again being able to use these characteristics for a job I didn't even knew existed that is project management um I I had no idea so it was just what was so surprising to me was I can get thrown into a space that I barely know about and excel and learn new things along the way and learn it's the most important part is that you learn what you love but you also learn what you dislike along the way so that you build that into your career path to say okay I'm going to stay away from x y and z and focus on a b and c um so I was definitely most surprised about how I could turn a space that I wasn't loving into something that I, I could find what I was good at within that space and just, again, take, translate that into something that I do love. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's such a great attitude to take a job where you learn something too, because I know when I was younger I was like, oh, I can't have that job because I don't know everything about it. And it's like nobody knows everything and you're going to learn. And yeah. just to know that you're going to be thrown into a learning environment mm-hmm. and just know
1: that's what you got to do exactly exactly those days where it's you're driving to the office you're on the bus you're walking whatever however you get to the office those (laughs) days that are really really hard just remember you know you're building yourself up while you may not be in the space that you want to be in you're still learning and growing exactly to your point and you have a team that will help you learn and grow to get eventually to where you want to be so
0: what kind of influences made Alexa, who she is now? Did you have people in your family or friends or oh, yes. celebrities that you looked <laughs> up to?
1: Yes. Um, so I have an older sister, and that is so lucky of me because you <laughs> just you let her do everything first, and then you follow. No, but she and she did everything so great. Like in in high school, I was known as. She had a nickname. One of the teachers called her Chi-Chi, and then I became Little, little Chi-Chi. And I just I stepped right into her path, and but she had paved the best path to step into. She was involved in so many things, and I was like, yes, that's what I need to do too. And I saw how successful she was with that. Um, my, one of my favorite things that my sister did was we lived we grew up in South Jersey, And for college, she went all the way to Alabama. And I'm like, whoa. A lot of her friends stayed close. Obviously, you know, whatever suits anybody's passion. But seeing her pack up and go to Alabama while I was devastated and in tears, when she would come home for breaks, I would see how much she's grown. She just went on her own and turned into just, she matured so much faster and she built a life for herself and she became this person that I don't think you can really be if you stay too, in your in your bubble let's say like a comfort zone um and that to me was so inspiring I'm like whoa you just took a a high schooler and became an adult within a month it was it was just so so cool to see and I knew I would needed to do the same thing as scary as, as it is to leave home you need to pack up you need to go and pursue yourself elsewhere because that's when you're on your own that's how you're gonna mature and that's how you're gonna grow and that's how you're gonna find things like how I found oh I love making schedules like it's just you need to remove yourself from a comf- that comfortable environment and take that leap and take that chance. Um, so I loved, I loved, loved watching her do that. And she's always been my biggest cheerleader. She constantly just thinks everything I do is so cool. <laughs> and here I am like, no, what you do is really cool. And you're helping little Jesus speech language pathologist. And mm-hmm. she teaches these young kids to speak and she's so patient and she like I just I love that and I value her so much and meanwhile she's like you're so cool you're doing this this and that I'm like yeah but you're cool too anyway <laughs> I, I can't just imagine what family dinners are like
0: <laughs> just so bubbly and encouraging yes That's
1: yes really cool. oh.
0: and you have done really cool things so even though your job title was project manager mm-hmm. i mean i saw you on the instagram stories of the <laughs> nba sometimes so what was that
1: yeah so i had the best opportunity i had said that i went to school to be a sideline reporter and you know what it's not the easiest path everybody when you look at successful reporters everybody has a different story so me getting started at the nba was you know my foot in the door and on my journey at the NBA, I, you know, you meet so many people and along one conversation, I said, oh yeah, you know, back in my reporter days. And he was like, what? You used to be a reporter? Oh, we have a project coming up. I think you would be really great for And I was like, okay. Next thing I know, I was getting an email. Um, they were starting this social show for the WNBA and it was a way to engage fans on a new level. They were trying to get more fans in the seats Make sure that the fans know that this league is for any generation, um, especially for, like, for, for youth and young adults because it's a space that not everybody knows about. So I was Alexa Page of Hashtag WNBA News, and it was so awesome. Every Monday, I would continue doing my project management role as if there was no hiccups. I would write my script on Sunday nights or get into the office really early on Monday mornings. We would film for an hour. I we would do about five stories from around the league that they should know about. Whether it was an exciting game, whether it was a community service project that one of the teams were doing, whether it was, um, you know, a, a special month over the summer that they were that the WNBA was bringing awareness to a certain cause in a certain month. Um, so the WNBA did a really unique job of shaping that story in a creative way and delivering it to the fans on a platform that they're constantly on, which is social media. So Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, um, the WNBA page sometimes. But anyway, I was that, I was the voice of the WNBA and the face of the WNBA for a while. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And to see that show launch and, and get the viewership and, more followers on their social accounts. It was so cool because you knew that more and more and more fans were getting connected to the league. And then again, that was the goal. And so I got to be a little sideline reporter again and be a broadcaster and travel to things like All-Star and Finals. I flew all the way across the country to Seattle. I felt we the night before it was a game between Atlanta and somebody. It was the deciding game basically. And the next morning we were either gonna go to Atlanta, DC or all the way to Seattle and at midnight it was decided we're going to Seattle <laughs> um and that was the first round of the finals so again all these opportunities where you would never think a job in project management with international digital media for the NBA could lead you to be a social host for the WNBA you never ever ever know where your opportunities are going to take you and with especially when with the space that you're in where that could lead mm-hmm
0: And I also want to point out that you're also very involved with your community. And I should highlight that a lot of the people I'm interviewing on this podcast are friends I've made through my church community. And everyone's just been so gracious to just lend their time for free. All I offer really is a cup of water to each person and they don't want anything else. I'm like, okay. But that's how we actually first met is I used to work with the church and you were project managing there too, but also interviewing people for their stories. And so can you just talk about kind of like how you're able to bring your professional skills into something you're not paid for and still are able to grow in your capabilities through that?
1: Absolutely. I think when you're passionate about something, it doesn't, time doesn't matter, commitments don't matter, you're going to pursue it and I love that I love your point to I was able to take my skills from work and pour it into my community so to Melanie's point I am scheduling people to share their story at church and all it is really it's it's an email and hey are you available this Sunday but what it the greater purpose of that is that I want these individuals to be able to feel comfortable enough to share their story. So how can I, with my hospitality background, approach the situation to invite them to share with us? And my email is very informative. If you're on the other side of it, you know what you would want. If I'm being asked to share a story, it's like, okay, well, what's the focus? Where's the location? What time do you want me there? Can you throw me some example questions? And that's exactly what I try to do. And the most important part of that email is when I say, it's not an interview, but I am simply there so you feel like you're talking to a friend. And that's just so important to me because we are a community. We're all in this together. And I want them to be able to feel comfortable enough to share their story because you never know. We we show the stories on Sundays in our church space. And You never know who could be sitting in that space and be so impacted by that story. And a lot of folks come in and they're like, I don't don't have anything special to share. And I'm like, you may not think it's special, but somebody's going to be touched by it. And you hear, we just constantly... Oh, that story was did this. That story, I, I'm going through this this week, and that story just hit home. And it's just it is the most rewarding and beautiful feeling. And I just want everybody who comes into our space to feel that way. And so again, I, I email them. I use my project management to say, okay, when's the appropriate time to email if they didn't follow up. So tracking, did they follow up? Are they silent? Are they scheduled? And making sure the team at the church knows that everybody is scheduled. What our what our plan is for that weekend what time, who, who's doing what, what are the topics. Again, making sure everyone when we come together is on the same page and that we're hitting the deadlines that they need and we go through different series at church. So does it make sense to film a story on A when really our series right now is on X? And so it's like, okay, well, let's bring the people who make sense to share their story about the series that we're currently in, right? So again, prioritizing, making sure it's the right fit and the right time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very cool, and I would recommend that young
0: people, if you really have no idea on what you wanna do, the church space and community is such a great place to start dipping your toe into different areas. And that's for me where I started learning like, oh, I could video something. Like it was very ragtag kind of team, you know, but it's a cool opportunity to, in a low stakes environment, kind of like, try your hand at a few different things. So thanks for sharing that, and everything you do is always so awesome, and it's always so fun to work with you. Thank you. Um, So has there been anything in your career that maybe wasn't expected?
1: I think an example of that would be my most recent decision to leave the MBA and to go to the MLB. So I always knew my passion, well, lately I've always known my passion was to inspire the next generation of play and to be in the social responsibility space. And however, currently with my current job, I've been growing so much so rapidly, and I've now been getting recognized for that. So, when I broke the news to my manager that I was handing in my two weeks, he had said I was up for a huge promotion at the end of the year. And it makes sense because of everything that I was taking on. And I actually had somebody from the MLB kind of stop me in the middle of our interview, and he's like, you've, you're in such a great space right now with the NBA. You're so successful. You're getting all these new responsibilities. Why would you walk away from that? And I don't see it as walking away. It's scary as heck because you have, you've grown so much. You're only going to continue to grow. And now you're getting promoted to do all these things, right? But none of that measures to inspiration and passion there's no dollar sign that would have made me stay there was no responsibilities that would make me stay and that is a resounding answer for me that this was the right move and it's okay to be scared to make transitions to take a leap if it's something you're passionate about God's putting an opportunity in front of you to say Alexa I gave you these skills I gave you this heart here's a position go do it and again you, we get comfortable back into that bubble that I was talking about with college we get we get comfortable in this space when really you just have to take a leap and it's not a leap it's a step into the direction you want to be in I think that's what I've had to coach myself a little bit with the past week or so that it's it's not a leap it's just a step and it's a step in the direction that I want to go in that's amazing love it I'm sure the risk will pay off Thanks. And I think so I they're lucky so. to have you yeah that's right you know
0: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and what you're about to do is you're going to be working with youth kind of a little bit more mm-hmm. in what way
1: um so w- what the foundation does is we award grants to um youth baseball programs throughout the country and a little bit internationally as well and then also with that you're sending your coaches to clinics you're sending your You're having camps for the athletes, so that money is being used to build up not just your athletic foundation, but your your personal foundation of encouragement and inspiration and want why these kids should be on the field. Um, Again, like college sports for me, I was don't look at my results; they were terrible. But what I learned, I became such a better person. Again, I was a team leader. I set goals. I project managed. I, I had all all of that, and that's what I want our youth to have. I want them to have the inspiration and to be able to see that it's so much bigger than the sport itself, and that starts from day 1. I know at the beginning of this you're like, "I don't know anything
0: about creativity," but I think you're absolutely wrong and you do. So, one, how would you define creativity? Mm. Creativity.
1: Oh, yeah. Take your time. Creativity is creating your passion. It's finding ways in your everyday life to pursue your passion in the most creative ways. So an example I would say is I was creative in the way that I was able to coach myself through a job that I really strongly disliked, but I used it to build up my care, my, my skills. And being creative in that space then led me to do other things like coordinating stories at church. And it was my creative way to bring my project management into something I had great passion for. Creative in a way to see that my job was bigger than just my job. And you're creative when you, when you take your skills and you're able to just artfully twist it into a way that makes you happy and that can impact the world in such a positive way. Love it. That's great.
0: And then the second question, which you kind of already answered, but maybe you have a different answer. Mm -hmm. What would you like to pass on to the next generation?
1: Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself and take chances. Don't be scared. I think we're all too scared in this world. I'm scared in this world, but your foundation that you build yourself, it happens every single day, day in and day out. Find what you love and go after it. Make it a priority and just believe that everything that you're learning is going to turn you into the person that you want to be and surround yourself surround yourself with people that bring the best out of you. Because I think all too often we may get into different groups where we feel like we can't be ourselves. And that's what are we, what are we doing at that point? Like God gave us the certain characteristics we have because he knew that that was going to better the people around us. So surround yourselves with people that bring that out in you, that you can, you can share all of your passions and your personalities that, that you truly believe in and you will start feeling, you'll start seeing your best self. And that is the most important part and sharing all those characteristics with those around you. Very nice.
0: Thanks. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I love all your answers. I'm walking away, smiling, even bigger than when I started. And thank so, you. Thank you. You have a lot of great advice for everyone. I'm excited to see how
1: you impact your next job in
0: America, <laughs> in the
1: world. I'm so excited. Everybody, everybody has such beautiful characteristics, and I just want them to... Pursue them and and dream big and just, you know, live their best life. Love it. All right, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.